0: Small business owners are getting squeezed from all angles, right? Inflation, cost of doing business, staffing, trying to stay competitive. All of these costs of doing business are increasing and then you throw benefits on top of that. So how are they going to possibly try to contain these costs and be a successful business out there?
1: It has been the number one worry of small business owners for more than 30 consecutive years. In fact, none of the other 74 issues measured by NFIB's Small Business Problems and Priorities Report has ever knocked the cost of health insurance off its first place standing as the top concern. Today, only 31% of small businesses in America can afford to offer health care to their employees. Welcome to another NFIB California podcast. Our podcasts provide a deeper look into the state issues of the day affecting Main Street small business owners. I'm Tony Melandra, NFIB California Senior Media Manager. We're proud to have this podcast supported in part by Five Star Bank, serving customers through specialized banking solutions for entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders in Northern California. Each podcast invites a special guest to speak on a topic of their expertise. Today's guests are part of a company offering a different approach to small business health insurance. Joining us today is David McClintock, Brian Coppin, and Kristen Berthume from California Choice. Here to host today's podcast is NFIB California's Chief Legislative Advocate, Kevin Pedrati, who has been working the halls of the Capitol for causes and clients for 40 years.
2: Thank you, Tony. Today, we're fortunate to have friends of NFIB from California Choice. Tell our listeners more about California Choice.
3: I would be happy to do that, and Tony did a great job in the introduction. It's a lot of info about who we are regarding California Choice, but in a nutshell, we are a private health insurance program. We operate here in the state of California, and we were designed specifically with the needs of small businesses in mind. So we launched back in 1996. Our mission since that date has really been to simplify health insurance. And we've done that by creating a program that has two primary goals. And the first one is so important, especially in today's economy. That is allowing the budget to remain in control at the hands of the employer. So critical in today's environment. And the second piece is really equally as important. That is allowing employees to maintain the decision-making authority about what is best for them in terms of healthcare for themselves and their families. And those are sort of the pillars of California Choice and what we've tried to accomplish since we first launched in 1996. But in terms of our actual program, just for background, we've got eight different health insurance carriers within one single platform. So if you kind of take a step back, that amounts to dozens of doctor and hospital networks, over 100 different health plan designs hundreds of price points into a single program. So we're definitely a true one stop shop. And our program is so simple. It's really a genius concept. It is one application to enroll. It's one monthly bill for the employer. It's a single point of administration. And I'll have you know, we do have live support. So you can be confident calling in. you actually do get to speak to our service team in live time, which definitely is a great experience today. But I would say, really, we live in California. It is a complex state. Businesses feel it. It's difficult to run a small business. Sometimes it's just difficult to be a resident in some ways. And so we've really taken it on as our responsibility to Californians to simplify health insurance. And we've had quite a bit of success in doing so.
2: Well, thank you for that explanation. I mean, I think that it's an excellent program. And if we have employers out there shopping for insurance, this is a really good alternative. As we all know, you know, the labor market right now in California is very, very tight. Have you found in working with employees and employers throughout the state, are employees looking for benefits when searching for a job? I would say absolutely. And for a number of
0: different reasons. So in the small group space specifically, benefit that we have is, you know, we serve nearly 20,000 employer groups in the market today. And, you know, that's it's a pretty big honor to be able to do that. And so we have the ability to survey the audience quite often. And more often than not, you find that when the labor market being as tight as it is, and you know, we've also have had, to a degree, had to face this challenge ourselves, right? In terms of staffing, maintaining staffing, some of the trends you're seeing, quiet quitting, you know, none of the people that we serve and ourselves included are immune to those items. What we found, though, for many employer groups, especially in a post-COVID environment, is they had to be flexible in what they were willing to bring to the table in terms of re- not only retaining talent, which was absolutely critical, but beyond that, the recruitment of them, right? And, and where do you find the talent today? And so we found a number of different facets that would really help swing that decision-making at the employee level. But a lot of it had to do, with, if it wasn't number one, which is typically compensation, right? It's typically compensation. But if it was not number one, it was certainly a strong number two in terms of the benefit package that was going to be offered. And I state that because especially for the employer group space that we serve today, which is anywhere from one to 100 employees, as defined by the Affordable Care Act, employer groups, even the small group space in a post-COVID environment with remote work, were competing in many cases with the Fortune 500 companies. They were because they had an an even level playing field with remote work. And so the benefits in many cases had to get to a place where they could compete with those larger organizations, because were, we were all competing for talent, quite frankly. And to a degree, we still are. So we've seen it from a number of different, I would say, avenues in terms of case studies. But moreover, if you actually look at the majority of where we typically have a group, that, where they come from, in other words, where, where was their point of origin? Did they come from another carrier or were they just starting off? More often than not, our largest population that we serve coming into the doors are employers who've never had benefits before. And that's been pretty consistent in post-COVID environments. That leads me to believe that, yes, it is absolutely top of mind. And if it is an employer who is looking to not only grow uh, in terms of revenue and all the other things they have to do, you have to have a strong talent pool to be able to do that. And the benefits play a critical role in that. Absolutely.
2: Well, that makes a lot of sense in today's job environment. I think most of our listeners are aware of Covered California, the state health insurance exchange. And from the explanation of California Choice, is it merely a private sector alternative to the state exchange?
3: Yeah. You know, what? the introduction of this call, we kind of gave you an overview of who California Choice is, and I've mentioned it there. We are absolutely a private health insurance exchange, which really just means marketplace here in California. As far as us being an alternative, I would not say that we are an alternative, per se, to cover California. We were first to market in terms of exchange products here in the state. And we do have the most robust offering compared to any other program here in California. So if you just look at the size and scope of what we offer, certainly it's a lot of health plans, choices, budgetary solutions, et cetera. But beyond that, we provide other solutions to small employer groups, one to 100 including HR support that we pick up the cost on, including, you know, CalCobra billing solutions, flexible spending accounts. There's a lot of different benefits and value adds that we provide in our program. And it is absolutely a private health insurance exchange. And I think it provides a very different experience for our customers, including employers and employees.
0: I tend to agree with everything Kristen said. In addition to that, the benefit that we did have is obviously Covered California has done a great deal of marketing, really a great deal of education. I think that's really helped spur the enrollment, not only in the small business space, but even in the individual space. And we applaud them for that. And I think in large part in that education, as you know, employers began to survey what options they were available to them, even though they may have, you know, received the notification or somehow found out about it through Covered California. More often than not, they found their way over to us. And so we believe that there's enough market share, frankly, for both entities to not only be successful, but quite frankly, thrive. And we see it in both those ends. And they have in large part, again, we applaud them for what they've been able to accomplish and really bringing the education to the audience. There was a lot of confusion, if you guys recall, in, in the implementation of the Affordable Care Act, especially at the early onset. And we need as many people as we can. If you really look at the population that we serve here in California, it's a large population. I mean, the second largest population in the nation is Texas. I think we still have them by 10 to 15 million. And so it's a, it's a, lofty, it's a lofty goal to be able to do what we're doing. So whether it's in the public entity or in the private space like we are, I think we're all trying to serve the consumer. And to a large degree, it's, it's good to have them as an option as well as us so the consumer has more choices.
2: Well, thank you for that explanation. And I think that that has been very helpful. You know, for those considering buying insurance for their employees or maybe they're in the process of shopping, is there a typical time of the year or a month of the year where employers need to start shopping for health insurance and purchasing health insurance for their employees?
0: Yeah, so in the small group space, that employer has the flexibility and freedom to shop throughout the year. So any first of the month effective date is possible. The most typical or common effective dates that we're seeing here currently are in the fourth quarter, that December and January effective dates. If you remember back to those ACA times 2014-15, there was a big shift to these metallic plans and these actuarial rated benefits that made a big shift. And there was a point in time where groups had the availability to early renew on a December 1st effective date. So that was a big shakeup for us. And since then, over the years, groups have slowly gotten off of those effective dates, spread out throughout the year. But January really tends to be that big effective date due to the alignment of -of out-of-pocket maxes and deductibles and things of that nature, so they get lined up in a calendar year fashion. But to answer your question, yes, 12-1 and 1-1 typically are our biggest times of the year, but they do have that flexibility to
2: shop throughout the year as well. So that's why we're seeing ads on TV now about purchasing health insurance. Yeah, this is that time of year, so they're definitely
0: pumping those numbers up for this time. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I think we touched on this a little bit, but what I think is unique about California Choice, and you can you can explain if I got this wrong, but that an employer can offer their employees a different range of benefits depending on what might be best for the individual employee. Is that correct? It's precisely correct. And I think Kristen alluded to this in some of her earlier
0: commentaries. It, it's been our largest strength frankly, is to be able to, at the employee level, offer not only different levels of benefits, but in large part within our eight different health plans, a different health plan, perhaps even a different network. And you look at the, the the population that we serve today is so unique, so dynamic that you can have a quite a large array of an employee population to your more seasoned employees to, frankly, just, some of the new folks that you would onboard that may just be recently getting out of college and those budgets in which they're working with, moreover, their specific wants and needs can be very, very different. And that's why we've seen the success that we have. We're not necessarily going to market saying you should buy this for this reason and you would be a great fit for this. We really survey the audience and the audience tells us what they want. And then it's our role to find an option for them within the numerous options that we have, and we've been very successful at it too. But if you think of, do this as an example, if you go from Santa Monica, the 10 freeway, all the way to where I'm at, the La Quinta area, right? That's the desert, the other end. And think of how diverse the audience goes from that 10 freeway to get from one point to the other. You're going to find that there's no absolute way that you can offer one single plan or one single option. And when you think of that viewpoint, if you kind of take that, thought process and cascaded across the state, you see why our, our model works, why the choice model works. Again, our, our job is to serve the audience in what capacity they need it, not for us to tell them how to consume it or what they need. And so, yes, we've had a great deal of success doing that. And, and more often than not, if you survey the audience, they'll tell you that they want choice. I mean, their first choice is to have choice.
4: Hi, I'm James Beckwith, President and CEO of Five Star Bank. We are excited to help bring you this series of podcasts focused on small business concerns in conjunction with the NFIB. When Five Star Bank was founded in 1999, it was business and community leaders, local entrepreneurs who wanted to create the sort of personalized banking services they desired themselves. Services inspired by partnership and defined by shared vision and goals, a true understanding of the needs of small business owners. I know a meaningful relationship with a banker can be hard to find. At Five Star Bank, we are responsive, understand your business, and are committed to your success. We want to be a part of your growth and a valued partner supporting your vision and your dreams. You'll find direct access to a banker, complete online and mobile business banking you need to succeed. As an SBA Preferred Lender, let us help you with your startup business or existing business. If you're looking to make a change, please give us the opportunity to demonstrate what our personalized banking services could mean for you. I promise you individual attention from our colleagues who understand your business and are as committed to your success as you are. You can find us online at 5starbank.com.
2: So under the products sold by California Choice, if, if I'm an employer, I can offer a PPO to somebody or I can offer an HMO to somebody else based upon their individual needs. So,
3: yeah, not only, you know, can an employer offer employees a choice of products between PPO or HMO, but we really encourage you to do that. You really should be offering a different variety of products. And it's it really just comes down to the things that David was mentioning, which is The diversity that we have here in California, we are the most populous state in the U.S. We have a very wide population of employees that could potentially be working in a blue collar environment um, with specific budgetary needs or access to care. And that would vary depending on anybody's specific life circumstance, which as an employer, you just don't have line of sight to. You could have no possible way of understanding that you're bringing in a new employee and they are looking to cover a specific medical condition or allow their family access to certain prescription drugs, doctors, hospitals. You just don't have line of sight to their preferences. So, to answer the question, not only can you offer through our program different PPO options or HMO options, you probably should do that. So, we really encourage you when you're creating this program. It's at the, I would say, design of the employer to control their budget. We want the employer to be able to have line of sight to their budget and maintain that. That is absolutely something that um, is inherently important to employers in California. And on the flip side of that coin, you want your employees to be able to purchase what is most meaningful for them given their life circumstance. So there is no restriction within our program when it comes to plan offerings networks, metallic tiers, insurance carriers. It's truly an open program.
2: That's very interesting. Did you have one thing to add? I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, I was just, the only thing I would
0: add to is if you think about again, the dynamics of where the audience is today, uh, the purchasers, right? So if if we're in San Diego, as an example, and this this happens quite often, frankly, if you're in San Diego, typically the audience is looking for a Kaiser option, perhaps a sharp health plan. Scripps is very important. If you go to the Inland Empire, that looks very different too, right? So you'd have Riverside Medical Clinic, you have Loma Linda, Linda, you go to Sacramento, right? You see Davis, the Bay Area, Stanford Health Plan, Sutter Health Plus is a big player, WHA. So when we look at it, that's the beauty of going into any type of client meeting is we are confident going in, we are going to have all the access points. We will, and we're going to have more than enough plans for the audience to, be able to choose what best fits them. At Chris's point, one of the things I think we haven't touched on yet, she touched on budget a little bit. Again, another benefit, no pun intended there, I promised, but another benefit in the program in itself is when we control the the employer's costs in the way of a budget, we have the ability to offer all these different plans with all of these different networks, Kaiser included, right? And the different network access points where people want to get to without costing the employer any more money, as long as we're sticking to the budget that we normally set forth on a go-forward basis. And it's a really, really great feature of the program. So you can in confidence meet all the needs of the employer and then in addition to that, speak confidently with an owner or an employee or group to state that this is the budget we're going to stick to, this is what it looks like, and this is what the committed costs would be. It's a, great, it's a great unique program that nobody else does today, so we're really proud of it.
2: Yeah, that, that's really interesting, and, and thank you for explaining you know one thing a lot of our NFIB members you know have a relationship with insurance agent and you know work with them and all their lines of insurance is is California Choice sold through an agent network or is it sold directly you know directly by you to employers Well I'm really glad you brought that up because not
0: only do the NFIB members have I'm sure incredible relationship with their agent partners but we also have strong relationship with year partners so our distribution channels at stands today is only through agents. We support the agent community. In fact today we have nearly 10,000 agents that are licensed with us to be able to produce and bring this product to the California marketplace. And so for any individuals who are interested in getting to know more about our brand, we encourage them to make the first step and make the first contact to the agent they're working with they have a relationship with they entrust with. And we'd be happy to work with their agent, get a program off the ground for them and send the words for everybody.
2: So that's that's really good to know. So that if an employer is already working with an agent, all they need to do is ask about California Choice. That's correct. All they have to do is ask. That's good to know. You, you know, lastly, and this could be a long answer. Business expenses are always a major concern for any business, but but especially small business. What are some of the suggestions that you have to employers who are trying to hold down their health insurance costs? That's a great point. And we've kind of touched on this throughout
0: the webinar that small business owners are getting squeezed from all angles, right? Inflation, cost of doing business, staffing, trying to stay competitive. All of these costs of doing business are increasing and then you throw benefits on top of that. So how are they going to Possibly try to contain these costs and be a successful business out there. So you've heard from us throughout the different carriers, options, plan types. Those are built in for a reason. Those are different models and options for that employer to build a budget that's comfortable based on what they have in their bottom dollar. So with all these different options with HMOs, PPOs, EPO plans, the different variety of metal tiers, we're confident that we can work with them to help build out a budget that fits within that cost that they have allocated towards their employee benefits. So that's one area that they can really dig in and build out a custom platform
2: of benefits for them that is within that budget. So if I have you know a budget and I come to California Choice and say, I need to design a health insurance program around a budget of the size, you can help an employer do that. We actually get that all the time, right? And we, we call it kind of reverse engineering
0: it to a degree. Instead of us trying to dictate and you know plan out this grand benefit package for you, you come to me and tell me what your budget is, and then we'll work backwards and build something out that's going to be acceptable for your employees and the employer at the end of the day. Because what use is it if we put in a benefits package that's not on par with the employer's budget or maybe doesn't fit with the employees, then at the end of the day, we haven't really accomplished much. So we want them to not only have a very robust benefit package in place, we want them at the end of the day to be successful and have some longevity in their industry that they work in.
2: Well, thank you, everybody. This was very, very informative. This is a big issue to those employers of NFIB and a question that we get quite often on the cost of health care and the cost of health care insurance. And so I appreciate the input today. And if there's any other questions, reach out to us.
3: Well, thank you. We really appreciate you having us today and being able to cover some of the concerns in California for both employers and members. It's certainly a very unique time and certainly... I would say a very popular time of year to be having discussions around all things employee benefits. We have a lot of resources available to anybody that might be listening, whether you're an insurance agent or an employer group, feel free to reach out to us. You can connect via our website, www.calchoice.com. Of course, you're welcome to connect with us via email. And as I mentioned earlier, we also are available in live time Monday through Friday. So with that said, we'll leave you with our website. Again, that's www.calchoice.com, and we appreciate your
1: time. Thank you very much. Thank you, David McClintock, Brian Coppin, and Kristen Berthume for your insights for this podcast. You can learn more about their firm, California Choice, at C-A-L-C-H-O-I-C-E, that's calchoice, one word, dot com. Again, we'd like to thank Five Star Bank for its generous support of this and future podcasts. You can find all NFIB California podcasts at nfib.com slash CA slash podcasts. That's nfib.com slash CA slash podcasts. You can also find our podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching NFIB California. I would also like to thank Multipoint Content Strategies for its production of this podcast. You can learn more about them at multipointstrategies.com. Why podcasts for small business? It has been NFIB's educational mission for nearly 80 years to remind policymakers that small businesses are not smaller versions of big businesses, and that a one-size-fits-all rule, regulation, or tax can do Main Street enterprises more harm than good. We hope these podcasts aid in better understanding. Finally, thank you to our listeners. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode, subscribe, and give us a positive rating. We would appreciate it.